open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. each day and 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Sundays. Visit us today of Spinkers Road and explore our range of furniture and decor accessories that match your lifestyle needs. In the next 60 minutes here on Newsnight, Doomsaw making a temporal return. The next 14 days, expect your lights to go off as ECG releases load shedding timetable after planned a travel shutdown by Ghana Gas. So four groups in each region. So if you take today, Group A is going off day. Then all the Group A's in all the regions will go off. We are saying that you'll be off for five hours and you'll be on for three days. That, that's going to be the general rule. Meanwhile, ECG takes steps to prosecute commercial entities stealing power with some hotels caught in the web. Covered that this popular hotel called Hillbury had done an illegal connection. They had bypassed all the meters that they had installed in their facility. They had dug in the ground and connected directly to the grid. And so our staff found out that this was what they were doing and it will be slapped with the bill. Also tonight, more NDC MPs sponsoring controversial gay bill disclosed there is an aggressive campaign by the powerful gay lobby to remove them from parliament. We are under attack. As in politics, as in your primary social... Yeah, it's that they think that we are the strong advocates so we can be removed from parliament. When we are removed from parliament, the advocacy goes down. Of course. Yes! Why, why, but that makes They're sense. influencing our election. More on this tonight, plus the position of the party. Also tonight, pensioner bondholders resolve to resume their daily picketing at the finance ministry unless the government pays up all outstanding coupons and principals by the 21st of April. The pensioners are not going to allow that to go on forever. So we've given government great ways to resolve all these issues and return to normalcy where as soon as the, uh, the coupon is matured, find your account credited. And in business, bulk oil importers, hence of more reduction in prices of petroleum products, should crude prices continue to fall on the international market as well as a stable Ghana city. And in sports, Isaac Dogue rounds up training ahead of his world title bout on Saturday. We'll take you to Oklahoma in the United States where Natana Lato is stationed for the latest. You want to stay with us for all the latest from the world of sports, business and of course your views will be shared here on Newsnight as well. 055-11-11-997. My name is Evans Mensa, and we start with the impending load shedding. Uh, many of you have been waiting to hear how will this affect you. Well, we have details for you because in the next 14 days, expect an interaction uh, in your uh, electricity supply beginning 1st April. Uh, this is due to an intended shutdown of their travel processing plant by the Ghana Gas Company for thorough maintenance works. 
The shutdown during this learning will affect gas supply to some power plants. The Energy Ministry, in a statement earlier, urged the ECG uh, to publish a load shedding program for the outages. I'll go through the schedule shortly. Let's listen to the Director of Communications of the Ghana Gas and Estowusu Bempa, who says the maintenance is necessary for maximum performance. The engineers thought it wise that we need to do some major maintenance routine and hence the, the, the shutdown. And one of the key, key ingredients that has contributed to the reduction of doomsaw and all those recklessness going on is because of the fact that we have a good maintenance culture and that has helped us in terms of maintaining the gas uh, processing plant. They're looking at the whole gas processing plant from where we extract the raw gas from to where we transfer the gas for power generation, LPG, condensate, and the rest. So the whole gas processing plant is like a machine. It's like a car going to the mechanic for servicing. I think it's starting from April. We have what we call a tie-in. Ghana gas processing plant is supplying almost about 110 mm scalf. Sankofa is also supplying. So the combination is giving us about 350 million scalf. So if Ghana gas stops, the rest of the other is shut down. The rest of the other gas fields will be flowing gas and pushing it to Abuazi processing plant, Abuazi for, for thermal generation. So obviously, we're going to be having gas. And then WAPCO has also assured us that they will also be pushing gas to the eastern enclaves as well. So a combination of that with a support, a little bit of support of heavy fuel to also power some of our thermal plants. I think that is going to be, we're good to go. So what's expectation now? What specifically can you look forward to and how will this affect you? Well, Communications Director of the ECG, William Boating, has been providing the following details. Well, it's across all our operational areas. So all the regions where ECG operates the southern zone of Ghana. So we are talking about Ashanti region. We have western region, or the two western, western region, western north. We have water with tea, central, then greater Accra, including Tema. So we have Accra and Tema. Of course, Kofudia, so we are talking about the southern zone of Ghana. Mm. Uh, and in times past, what, what we, we were used to was the usual 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. load shedding uh, table. Uh, what's going to be different now about the approach you, you would adopt for this load shedding exercise? So four groups in each region. So if you take today, group A is going off day. Then all the group A's in all the regions will go off. Do you understand? Right. So 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 it's even yes. taking so effect from, from, from so, now. Mm. So the grouping is A, B, C, D. Right. Akra. A, B, C, D, Tema. A, B, C, D, Ashanti region. A, B, C, D, Central. The grouping is said that we are saying that you'll be off for five hours and you'll be on for three days. That, that's going to be the general rule. Uh, so that's the that's the thing that uh, many people are worried about uh, off for three days. Um, they need to break that down a bit more. Hopefully, we get an ECG to do so. When you say off for three days, it doesn't mean three continuous days without you know light completely. 
or there may be intermittent supply during those three days. We'll get some clarity for you on that particular subject so you can plan. Um, hopefully, we can get the ECG's communications uh, director to join us uh, for a brief chat on that, uh, for him to break it down a bit more. We're also expecting uh, a, a statement tonight uh, from the ECG that provides a, a, a more minute breakdown of what you can expect and the, the parts of the country that will go over what time and the dates and also the time. So expect that uh, uh, pretty shortly. Once we get it, we, you will get it as well. I want to stay with the ECG a, a while longer um, because the you know the companies tonight taking criminal action against some hotels, some of them popular ones that have illegally uh, connected to the power uh, grid, the accused of power theft. Popular hotel, Hillbury. Uh, yeah, located at Abri, uh, in the eastern region is, is one of such hotels. The Revenue Collection and Disconnection Tax Force could not locate a meter, not electrical cables as well, connected to the facility, but uh, is said uh, to be enjoying electric supply uh, for the ECG. External Communications uh, Officer uh, will join us pretty shortly on this particular development, but uh, I want to uh, stay uh, with the uh, load shedding uh, that we're expecting from the ECG. William Boating uh, joins us uh, right now on the line. He's a communications director. Hello, Mr. Boating. Thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Yes, good evening, Ivan. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Great, uh, great, so, great. so please break it down. Um, you know how load shedding is such a big thing for all homes and businesses. Um, do, is the timetable ready? Uh, the timetable is almost ready, yes. By tomorrow morning, you should have it. In fact, we may even blast this evening via social media or software. I heard you earlier when you spoke to my colleague on TV uh, that uh, you may be off for a few hours and then you may be on for a few hours and then off for three days. Please clarify that for me. Yes, we have about four groups uh, in the region. So you can take, for example, Accra or Kumase. We have four groups A, B, C. We go off for five hours, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. And then we are on for three days. And because it's lasting for about nine days, we expect the maintenance work to be completed by 7. That means we end on the 7th of April. So, so okay, so now that, that offers clarity. So you're off for five, on for three. Three days. Off for five hours. Off, off for five, five hours. Days. On for three days. Yes, five hours. Then we are on for three days. Okay, so yeah, of course, I, yeah. I, I may have gotten it the, the, the other way around the last time I had it. So, so that offers clarity. So five hours uh, on, uh, off, and then three days of light. Okay, and this is going to last for fourteen days. Uh, not fourteen days. Today, today starts. They will end it on the seventh. Of April. We are going about nine to ten days. I think nine days from today. Oh, so it started already? Yes, I started already. Okay. The maintenance started on the 26th, please. So, what it means is that there are possibly some parts of the country already um, experiencing the result of this? Oh, well, it depends on the generation we have sometimes it depends yesterday for example within 30 minutes everybody uh we are on everybody you know, was on yesterday i mean the our travel statement 
indicated that their shutdown will begin on the 1st of April. The Ghana what, gas statement. Well, what we know, for that matter, yesterday, the briefing we had, they mentioned the fact that they are started from but it depends on the type of the activities, what they mean by the maintenance. So if they are shutting everything down, that's another stage of their maintenance uh, work. But what I know is that we are managing the load from today to the 7th of April. Okay. I mean, uh, just uh, pull up the statement again, and it, it, it clarifies this. I want to read that. It says, uh, the maintenance works which commenced on the 25th. So, yes, that's that's a period. 25th of March is expected to be completed on the 8th of April. So that, that covers the period that, you, that you're in. Um, that's uh, William Watson. Thank you very much uh, for that clarity. We expect to see you're the details of, of that uh, load shedding timetable uh, coming out pretty shortly. Uh, the ECG has been doing a lot in the last uh, few weeks when it comes to uh, the aggressive attempt to collect unpaid bills, but they are also discovering that they are establishments, businesses, that are uh, engaged in power theft. Today, uh, some major companies and institutions were were discovered. One of them is a, is a popular hotel in the Brie, uh, Hillbury, and the, the ECG team discovered that uh, there may be a possible case of power theft. The external communications officer, uh, Leila Bubakari, confirmed to join News and said managers at the facility will be prosecuted. It's jaw-dropping. It's abysmal. Too blatant. And I think that um, there has to be a national call to this. I mean, yes, ECG has its own shortcomings here and there, which we are trying to solve. Most of it engineering problems. But it looks like a large number of people intentionally steal power. And it's not any reason that can't be solved um, by ECG. It is just because they do not want to buy power. Because I was just so surprised yesterday how our seals were broken on the meter, how lines were tampered with, removed from one source, connected directly into houses. And it's something that we are receiving a lot of information from because most of the staff on the ground. And the ECG team uh, did not stop there. They've been doing a lot more since uh, the morning when we got this briefing. Let's get the very latest. And Leila Bubakari joins us right now. Uh, um, Leila, so I know this happened uh, possibly in the morning from what my monitoring team tells me. Uh, since this, has uh, Hilbury and others approached you uh, at all? Explanations received on how they managed to, to do this and why? So um, thank you very much, Evans. I hope you're well. Thank you for having me. Hillbury's issue was discovered um, two nights ago, or two days ago. And since then, they have been completely denied of power. Um, we are not going to listen to any explanations until they settle the bill. We are still putting together the bill. But when we look at the, <laughs> the manner in which they went about it, it has to be followed with a prosecution because wires were dug and i think i gave the team some videos to this effect they dug the ground and then connected um directly to the source um, greco lines and um the meters had no current running through them and so it was something that someone thought properly about and procured maybe electrical services to oversee this and execute it 
without us knowing. Um, so this is a very criminal activity that Hillbury has done, and so we're going to take it up in that manner. Um, and from, is it only Hubert when it comes to the institutions that you realize may possibly be stealing uh, power? We've heard already of the barracks and there's been an explanation today uh, further to that. Have you found other commercial entities doing same? Yes, several hotels um, outside Accra. Um, we were in Ada um, two days ago as well. We discovered that a couple of hotels had bypassed. In fact, some of the areas are so notorious that when our engineers find out that they have bypassed and they disconnect them, they go back again to connect themselves. That is how bold some people are. And sometimes you find that they have the support of the community, and so it even emboldens them some more. Yesterday we were at Dansuman, an area in Dansuman called Pambros, and almost every house is illegally connected. And whilst we're undertaking the disconnection and removing some meters, some of the residents who were passing by um, jokingly said, oh, they said in Chi, they said, oh, meaning we come back in the evening and they would have reconnected themselves. That is how emboldened people are to steal power from us. And I think it's just a problem that we have to address separately from all the other issues that ECG is facing. And this was primarily a revenue uh, uh, collection campaign. How much have you so far managed to retrieve? Um, I'm, I'm really sorry I cannot provide a figure at the moment, but I know that we are doing quite well. Um, the last time I peeked into a system that I wasn't supposed to look at, I saw some millions. And so it looks like what we are doing is going well. Um, our managing director is not in the jurisdiction at the moment. I'll reserve that right to him to announce the figure when he returns. Leila, thank you very much uh, for the update there. Uh, so if you've not paid electricity bills, do so before the team gets to your house. And if you are actually stealing power, report yourself. Uh, going to an agreement to do so. I've heard the ECG says they will prosecute you um, if they get there and find uh, that you are stealing uh, power. And why don't you uh, give feedback and let's hear from you on the ECG exercise so far, 055-111-997. Talking about theft and prosecution, the, uh, there's, there are disturbing uh, details tonight have emerging regarding how ECG staff allegedly uh, teamed up with prepaid vendors to steal more than 2 million CDs. The gang numbering 10 have been slapped with charges, including money laundering and stealing. Prosecutors say more than 200,000 all the stolen funds have so far been retrieved. Legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akable has more. The case of ECG involved in the schema Ali Nancy Shaibu, a computer programmer at the ICT department at the head office, Grace Gardner, chief supervising cashier of the ECG district office at Kaswa, and Anthony D.K. Kwe, a technician at the ECG district office at Kaswa. The other accused persons are Ibrahim Baba Ademu, technician at Ghana Electrometer Company, and Muntari Ademu, Gariba Audu Misbao, Kwesi Apea Donko, Eric Yauche, and Augustina Lania who are all private vendors who sold ECG prepaid power credits to the public. ECG in 2003 entered into a partnership agreement with various companies, including Electrometer, to provide prepaid power distribution to customers across the country. Private dealers were taxed to engage in the sale of the credits as well. Prosecutors say the first accused person traveled to Hohoi in 2016 to resolve a prepaid connectivity challenge for the seventh accused person. 
the two agreed that the software will be manipulated to enable prepaid credits to be sent to Gariba without the knowledge of the Hohoi district office. The seventh accused person will then delete the transaction and share the proceeds among themselves. Credits worth more than 100,000 cities were transferred and sold under this scheme. The ICT programmer then entered into the deal with other accused persons, resulting in a total theft of more than 2 million cities. The accused persons are said to have admitted to the offense and refunded an amount of 282,600 cities. Investigators have also identified cars and houses they believe were acquired by some of the accused persons using the proceeds of the alleged crimes. They all, however, pleaded not guilty when the charges were read against them in court. The hearing of the case will resume on April 27th. And that's uh, Joseph Akable with that report. And so live your news tonight is on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, more NDC members of parliament sponsoring the controversial gay bill have been disclosing today that there is an aggressive campaign by the powerful gay lobby to remove them from parliament. It was on PM Express last night that uh, one of them first made the disclosure. Uh, Roxing Nelson Dafiamekbo, uh, who is one of the six told me on the show that uh, he's currently being targeted when it comes to the NDC's primaries. When you come to Africa, you want to, you want to push these things down our throat. It won't happen. This bill, technically speaking, it's even better than we sent it. It's been, it's been refined for the better. It's not been diluted mm-hmm. as it's been put out. And we are encouraging every single MP of the 275 membership parliament to participate fully and throw their weight behind this bill. It is sponsored by eight of us. But let me put this matter on record. You are aware that they are even influencing our, our, our politics these days, the gay community. How? Some judge hasn't told you. No. What, but it what, is what happening. Happened? We are under attack. As in politics, as in your primary? Social. Yeah, it's that they think that we are the strong advocates so we can be removed from parliament. When we are removed from parliament, the advocacy goes down. Oh, okay. But that's, that's an interest, of course. Yes! Why, why, but that makes yeah, sense. influencing our elections. Yeah, but of course, you are advocating. So if you lose your primary, you're not going So, so, so what, in your constituency, have you, have you have people come to run against you with that? Why? They can sponsor from afar. You don't have Have to. you noticed that happening? Yes, we've noticed it. We've been alerted. So it is not something we are taking lightly. These people are on a vendetta. They are on an agenda. To ensure that this bill doesn't succeed in parliament. Actually, yeah, let's not be paranoid on this. One. We are not paranoid. We want you out of parliament. The people want us out of parliament. We have evidence, but uh, we are just we, we, we are speaking to the fact that these are people who are not who are not sleeping. Let's speak to uh, one more of the sponsors. He's also uh, a member of parliament in the uh, Volta region, Emmanuel Bedra. Mr. Bedra, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Hello, Mr. Yeah, yes. you, you had your colleague uh, Roxing Nelson Dafia Mekbo uh, talk, uh, talking about the fact that some of you are now being targeted by the gay lobby uh, with an attempt to try and unseat you. Have you ex- are you experiencing this too? Well, I've not experienced it, but I've heard uh, rumors, uh, read some on social media. In fact, this afternoon I just read one from one uh, portal uh, that four concerns in the portal region has been targeted by uh, this group or community of people who thinks that we uh, brought in a law and that will prevent them from carrying on their activities. And so it's, it's, it's a speculation and rumors that are going on. 
But, but Roxing, uh, your colleague, is very confident that uh, his seat is one of those that is currently a subject of this orchestration. Um, you've not seen one. You're going to a primary. Is there a concern that you have that it may become an issue for you to confront? Uh, no, at all, because um, you know that the majority of Ghanaians are not uh, too happy with this activity. And uh, uh, from the report and the service that has been carried out by CDD and USAID, uh, it shows clearly that Ghanaians are against it. And so for me, it is, it is not something that I should be bothered at all. Uh, they can bring the money. If the people like you and they want to vote for you, they'll vote for you. But that should also uh, shouldn't mean that we should not draw the attention of um, Ghanaians and our, and our concern to the fact that uh, this community of people will go uh, to any length to do whatever they want to do. But I am not afraid of them at all. I mean, when you started this particular venture of getting this private members' bill uh, to the House, I'm pretty sure you were very aware of the potential consequences of the very... Uh, uh, talked about power or what is known as a gay lobby. Yes, Evans, uh, I am aware. Uh, we've all been aware. Uh, and that is the risk that we all carry as members of parliament. It is not only in the gay lobbies, but there are other lobbies as well. Uh, when uh, laws are presented or bills are presented to parliament, you should be expecting people to lobby uh, both for and against. And you should also be prepared uh, to, to believe in what uh, you believe in. I believe in the fact that oh, the bills we are pushing through, the uh, bill that will work you know, to the benefit of Ghanaians and not uh, for my benefit. I mean, it is not only about individuals that are pushing the bill. It is also about the whole economy. You had the vice president um, of, of the U.S. Uh, who came in and then also made her own statement. And so, uh, and, and you had a lot of people talking about um, sanctions that will uh, be meted out to us as a people as well as to uh, countries that are you know uh, that are pushing this law so we should be prepared for it and we are prepared for it some of you being suggested that beyond this attempt to unseat you uh, through the primaries there have been other consequences uh, when it comes to the, the traveling and and others has that I know Sam George has spoken about this very publicly. Have you experienced that too? Well, the first one I experienced, I, I think the uh, the country has apologized uh, and they issued me the visa, so I don't want to go there at all. Uh, uh, they claim that it wasn't because of this and that it was because of something else. But in any case, I've been issued a visa and uh, I traveled. So. They, they wrote a personal letter to you to apologize? No, I was called to the embassy and... Uh, uh, we spoke about it, and uh, uh, that is behind us. So I don't filed, you, yeah, yeah, but I, I know you're not mentioning the name of the country, but you filed the formal protest. I did not. It was something that the uh, then chief whip uh, Muntaka has to raise uh, concern to the uh, respected uh, embassy, and uh, they call they call some of us to apologize to us that it wasn't because of the the bill, but there were issues that they were looking into. But that's it. Thank you very much. One of six sponsors of uh, the the gay bill, uh, to keep it short, but in, in detail, promotion of proper human sexual rights 
bill which is currently before parliament promotion of the proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill uh, the NDC itself uh, that uh, has been organizing this particular primary are they concerned about the complaints uh, from some of their own members in parliament that their seats is currently a subject of uh, some orchestration by the gay lobby, as you've heard expressed there by Roxanne Dafiamekbo. Uh, Mustafa Gbande uh, is a Deputy General Secretary of the NDC, joins us on the line right now. Mustafa, uh, thanks for your time here on Newsnight. Uh, Roxanne Dafiamekbo is very convinced that uh, the gay lobby may be directly sponsoring uh, candidates against him in an attempt to unseat him because of his involvement in the sponsoring this, this particular bill. Is that something that a party uh, uh, will consider to look into? Thank you very much, Evans. I think that I'm quite surprised. Um, issues about gays, I believe that it's been a public, a matter of public discussion. Some section of parliament from both sides of the divide, both minority and majority, have taken a stand. And I believe that they've been pushing bills and other issues. Um, to the extent that all of us individually have our own opinion about issues about gay and etc. For me, as a spiritual person, I have my opinion, and so I refrain from talking about it. It is just coming to our attention. I'm surprised if the gay lobbyists will go further to the extent that they want to remove members of parliament of a political party because of their work in parliament, that is not fair. That is not something the party will stand aloof and watch. If it comes to our knowledge, we'll fight it. We will not agree with it. We would want each parliamentary candidate to go through their contest on merits. In otherwise, some of these people we talk about come across our political sections, both NDC, and MPP. And no one is against that. The nation, um, the religious divide are talking about it. Politicians are contributing to it. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. But if you go to the extent that are going to our communities to sponsor the removal of our MPs, as the party would not think that anyone must interfere in our electoral process, anyone must interfere within our internal process to give a new advantage to candidates who otherwise will not qualify. I also believe that uh, candidates who will do this and we find out will amount to some, some, some sort of indiscipline, and I think that the party will take a stand on that. But as we speak, it hasn't been an issue before the party. The party is yet to hear about it and then we can't enough to report it officially to the party and the party will advise itself as to appropriate measures to ensure that 
we come against such level of interferences. As much as we believe that each and everyone has their right, we also believe that they should not arbitrarily go into people's privacy or privacy of political parties to try and entrench their way. That is something we will fight and we will not allow to proceed. If it is true from what I'm hearing, Thank you, Mustafa. Mustafa Bande is Deputy General Secretary, a Deputy General Secretary of the NDC. Uh, in Parliament, though, uh, we understand that bill uh, may have been laid today, the uh, promotion of proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bill. Parliamentary correspondent Kweku Asante is on the line with me. Kweku, has the bill been formally laid now for uh, the processes to kick in? Towards All right, exactly, Evans. And just this week, the Speaker of Parliament had occasion to complain that that committee report has delayed to put matters in perspective this proper promote, promotion of proper sexual rights and Ghanaian family values was laid in 2021 and referred to the committee in 2021 we are in 2023 and the committee has now laid its report the committee said some significant changes have been made to the bill although they do not go into those specifics but they do say that the attorney general tdd Professor Christy Prempe and a host of other Ghanaians met the committee and told the committee about some aspects of the bill which will fundamentally breach people's fundamental human rights, for which reason they did not want that to be approved. Shraj also did say same. But if you look at point A2 of the committee's report, it says that the committee accordingly recommends to the House to adopt its report and pass into law the proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian Family Values Bill 2021, subject to the amendment preferred by the committee. A few changes have been made, and particularly the one, one key thing that is highlighted is the title of the bill. When the bill came in, uh, the bill was to be the proper Ghanaian Family Sexual Rights and Family Values Bill. It has now been altered to the Human Sexual Rights and Family Value Bill. And so this is one of the changes that have been made but the committee does not go into details the specifics of why they say that those aspects of the bill, which were said to infringe on the human rights of ordinary Ghanaians, have now been altered. So now it's formally before the House. Uh, is there an indication when the first reading will, will happen? Ordinarily, it, was, it would have been taken tomorrow. But if you look at the key businesses that are currently before Parliament, it is not clear if Parliament will relegate some of those into the background and take it. One high-ranking member of the committee said that they've just done their part, they've laid it. But from all indications, given how important the trade tax measures are, it appears Parliament would have to put this on, the, on, 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 on ice and return in May after the Easter break to consider them. Thank you very much, Kweku. And so there's a very late test on that bill, uh, now been laid formally, and Parliament is now set to consider it. And uh, it's, if you look at what Kweku just been saying there, uh, it, there's consensus even at the committee level that it should be passed, and the committee has now recommended that it should be passed. You do not expect uh, that it will suffer any particular setbacks in the process of consideration. So live your news night on Joy 99.7 FM. Still ahead. Pensioner bondholders resolve to resume their daily picketing at the finance ministry unless the government pays up all outstanding coupons and principals by the 21st of April. The pensioners are not going to allow that to 
go on forever. So we've given government three weeks to resolve all these issues and return to normalcy, where as soon as the, uh, the coupon is matured, find your account credited. And we'll also tell you why the University of Ghana is not happy with Parliament. George is here with business. Mm. So even as you understand that uh, all other things being equal from Saturday, prices are supposed to go down. That is fuel or petroleum, prices of petroleum product. But what the bog distributors are telling us that yeah, even away from this development going into next month and even the second quarter, if the price of crude oil falls on the international market and the Ghana city is stable, then we should expect more reductions at the pumps. And the Ghana city continues to stabilize strongly against the U.S. dollar as some of the major forex bureaus are now selling a dollar at 12 Ghana cities. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. When everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning job. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase KNUSD Campus, UCC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627092. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Fly Qatar Airways, the world's best airline, and enjoy added convenience, safety, and flexibility of online bookings and mobile wallet payments. Enjoy 100% bonus avias. Simply join Privilege Club now and use QR Pay to book. Book today at www.qatarairways.com. Qatar Airways, going places together. 
Some call it the big red box. Others call it a treasure trove. Explore our range of furniture. Kitia Mall is a real wonderland with a fascinating experience. From the moment you enter right through to the moment you leave, you will feel inspired. There's so much to see, touch, and feel as you walk through Kitia Mall. We are now open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. each day and 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. on Sundays. Visit us today of Spinkers Road and explore our range of furniture and decor accessories that match your lifestyle needs. You welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, bulk oil distribution firms are hinting of more reduction in prices of petroleum products at the pumps in the second quarter of this year. Now, that is if prices of petroleum products continue to fall, as well as a stable Ghana city. Now, this projection by these bulk oil distributors is different from the expected reduction from the April 1, that is this Saturday. Dr. Patrick O'Forris, chief executive of the chamber of bulk oil distribution firms. If international prices keep on falling, definitely it will reflect at the pump. And also, if the Ghana city continue to gain some strength, as we've seen in the few days, if it continues like that, then we all can be guaranteed that the pump prices are going to see some form of reduction. And this is where we want people to know that none of the key players within the market is happy or interested when the prices are up because at least it gives all of us some form of a breeding space for us to be able to move our products and like we all say these are small margins games so your ability to move greater volumes makes the business uh, somehow profitable for you to also meet your yeah overhead so we can't say based on our effort or based on any particular thing the reduction will be sustained but it can only be sustained when the city perform better and when international prices continue to fall the plot prices and that is the dr patrick ofori his chief executive of the bulk oil distribution firms now these are the firms that bring in these products and sell it to the oil marketing companies. Well, let's talk about the Ghana city because it's still stabilizing strongly against the U.S. dollar. The development can be linked to improved dollar support from the Bank of Ghana and the marginal demand for dollars by businesses. The Ghana city is now trading at around 11 Ghana cities, 90 pesos among the major commercial banks. On the Forex Bureau, they'll be selling it to you at around 12 Ghana cities. Now, usually you have these Forex bureaus having a higher price and some will say that might be the main determinant that people will look out for in terms of the performance of the Ghana city. Now, more foreign banks are taking steps to provide financial support to their local unit as well as recapitalize them. Now, this is to help them deal with the shocks of the domestic debt exchange program that has brought on into their operations. However, for some people, their concern is what will happen to the local banks and whether there will be any program put in place to support them. Meanwhile, Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison, says they've laid out plans to help them recapitalize. Those banks that are currently reporting capital adequacy ratios below 10% and below below will be required to submit recapitalization plans. In fact, we already met with them last week and we have already asked those banks that are being impacted in terms of their capital levels to submit recapitalization plans for the central bank's review. The processes as to how they can apply for support for the Financial Stability Fund, uh, I believe, are being finalized as, as we speak. 
And that is the governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Ernest Addison. Now, some electrical contractors have questioned the quality of light and lighting system in the country. President of the Ghana Electrical Contractors Association, Awal Saqib Mohammed, has stated that the quality of lights in the markets are poor. According to him, something has to be done to address this. He spoke at a seminar to outdoor a new smart lighting feature by Levdance. The need for high quality or good quality lighting can never be overemphasized. In fact, adequate lighting has a lot of implication even on your health. The gap has always been about quality. You go to the market and you find the influx of a lot of poor quality lighting fixtures, lamps and all that. So you buy a light within a two or few days and then the light goes off. Most of the lights are not able to meet our local kind of voltage, the kind of power quality that we have. So this high-end brands that we are sure can withstand the test of time. And that is the president of the Ghana Electrical Contract Association, Awal Saqib Mohammed. Now, the Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission, Reverend Daniel Obamdete, has maintained that the commission has indeed acted within its powers to protect investors. Now, this follows criticisms that the commission, together with its Director General, hasn't done enough to protect investors during the liquidation of some fund management firms in the recent debt exchange program. The Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission has been speaking to Joe Business in a yet to be aired interview on PM Express business edition tonight at 9 p.m. I think that sometimes it, the dissatisfaction may come from, if you like, misinformation or lack of understanding of what the regulator should be doing. For instance, you, you're expecting the regulator to do something that the regulator doesn't have the power because I must always look at my enabling act and see what powers I have. So somebody is talking about investor protection and expecting the regulator to do something. I don't have the power to do that. So the, the, I believe the onus is on uh, the regulator to continue to engage, to educate, to get people to, as it were, appreciate what we do, why we do what we do, and what the responsibility of both the market operators and investors are like. And that is Reverend Daniel Lugbamiteta. He is the Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission, speaking in a yet-to-be-aired interview on PM Express Business Edition tonight at 9 p.m. The commission has also refuted allegations that made by some customers that defunct Black Shell, that the former Gold Coast Fund Management that it was refusing to release locked-up funds, even though the money has been approved by Parliament. So events tonight at 9 p.m. on Joe News Channel on We'll be talking to the Director General of the Securities and Exchange Commission, Reverend Daniel Ogbamitete, on development in the capital market space, what they've done. And also one critical thing, Evans, is about restoring confidence in the market post the domestic exchange program. And that's a very important conversation indeed. We'll look forward to that. It's also live across our social media platforms as well. It's on the YouTube channel as well as Facebook also. We don't want to miss that. They led an unprecedented protest that saw the likes of former Chief Justice Sophia Kufu coming out to back them, sitting in the scorching sun on a daily basis to protest at the finance ministry. Well, tonight, the pensioners have resolved to resume that daily picketing at the finance ministry unless the government pays up all outstanding coupons and principals 
by the 31st of April. I want to speak to uh, the convener of that particular group, the Pensioner Bondholders Forum, uh, Dr. Edu Ananienki, who also used to be uh, the former boss of the Securities and Exchange Commission and joins us on the telephone line right now. Uh, Dr. Edu Ananienki, so what has prompted this now? Because uh, I think the issue is the delay, delays in the payment of coupons and principal. Sometimes it stretches over one month. As of now, there is one which is 38 days in arrears. And the government is paying the coupons on its own terms, but the issuer does not have the right to be paying on its own terms. You will pay according to the terms of the bond. So if the bond is maturing today, you must pay. If the coupon is due today, you must pay, especially to people you have exempted from this restructuring. And we have drawn the attention of government to this on many occasions, and we think that we cannot endure that uh, kind of uh, uh, treatment that is melted out to uh, pensioner bondholders any longer. And that is why we came out with this statement or that letter to the minister. So which particular bonds are affected? You know, the bonds, the earlier, the first two payments were due on the 6th February and 13th February. But as a result of the delay in the DDEP, the government could not pay that. In fact, at that time, the program has not ended. So government didn't even know those who were tender and those who were not tender. So we had to wait for the program to come to an end. And so you recall that when the program came to an end, because of some reconciliation matters, the settlement day was moved from 14th to 21st. And after settlement day, in this matters, after settlement day, you now know those who have tended and those who did not tender. And therefore, you must be, you are able to identify those who have not tended and pay them what is due them. So we're expecting that by the settlement day 21st, these things would have been sorted out and payment made. Payments were not made, and on the 27th, we had to go to the minister to find out. For the minister to say that as a result of some administrative issues, they have not been able to sort out all these issues. So. Uh, they will need time up to 13th March to begin the payment. So we agree that these matters must be resolved. So we knew that by 13th March, when you are going to uh, commence payment, you are going to deal with all the uh, outstanding. 13th March came, we had nothing. And on the 14th, we issued a press statement on the delay payments and government came out on the 14th to say that they were going to they have they were instructing the uh, 
uh, agents to pay uh, coupons that were due on the on the 6th February and 13th February. This was in March, March 14th. I was saying he was going to pay the one that was due 13th, 6th and 13th. The, 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 those were one month, one, uh, uh, one week and one month in arrears. And that arrest, we are going to announce when to pay. We didn't hear from government. Then on the 20th, we sent a letter to the minister that we are not happy about the way uh, the ministry was uh, uh, doing the, the payments. And we think that the payments should be made as soon as they are due. And so we were giving the minister some time to resolve that anomaly. We were expecting this anomaly to be resolved. Then on the 24th, the ministry issued another statement saying that it was going to pay or it had started paying two more coupons, which were due on the 20th February. So still uh, choosing to, to pay. And, and leaving the rest and saying uh, in due course uh, it will announce when to pay the rest. So we say this is not how to treat your customer, your investors, especially those who have been exempted. So we send a letter to the ministry uh, and saying that this is not right. We should not be treated like that. Uh, once we have exempted us, the details of the market is that on the due day, you pay us. When there is uh, a coupon to be paid, you pay on due day. When there is maturity value, you pay on due day. Without you cannot decide when to pay. You have no right to decide when to pay. Unless you have spoken to your, your, your creditors. Have they spoken to There's you? The, no. So if you haven't spoken to your creditors, you don't determine when to pay. When to pay is already settled and determined by the, the terms of the bond that you pay coupons on due day and maturity value on due day. Nobody has uh, amended or uh, that that uh, terms, and so the issuer cannot take to himself um, uh, or, or uh, 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 take that matter up himself and decide that. Today I'll pay, tomorrow I'll pay, or the next day I'll pay. So, no. this, so this time around in your letter, I've noticed that you are clear that if by 21st you don't uh, get the payment for all. And I noticed the bonds, some of them still were due coupons on the 6th of March. I'm, I'm, I'm even told either today or tomorrow there'll be more due, uh, etc. If all of that is not paid by then, you are returning to pick it. Yes, that is what we have stated in the letter to the minister and share with the press. And we copied the Speaker of Parliament to let Parliament also be aware that we, were, we will be going back to the picketing that they were very much uh, unhappy about. We are going back if by the 21st, and that is three weeks of uh, more time for government to look at it and resolve these matters and start paying as and when these are due. Okay. Thank you very much, Dr. Edu Anani Entry, and he leads the Pensioner Bond Holders Forum.
A young man is here. He has uh, not anticipated pensions yet, but uh, he has sports for you. Hello, Ms. Bao. Hello, Evans. Well, it's one day more to go for Isaac Dogway, head of his world title bout against uh, Cuban fighter. Robesi Ramirez for the vacant WBO featherweight title. The former world champion has been wrapping up training for the big showdown on Saturday, the 1st of April. And my colleague Nathaniel Ato has arrived in Oklahoma City for the bout and came to this report. So, well, we're just getting ourselves ready for the final news conference, which will be the uh, final major activity to uh, get everybody worked up and get everybody excited for this major event of course it's going to capture very major you know conversations and very major comments that will come from the two boxers and their respective camps about what is going to happen on saturday in the ring well uh, on the side of isaac dogway his camp are keeping a very close eye on him there is a lot of focus on his uh, nutrition watching everything uh, in these final moments so that he could just make sure that uh, the skills are cleared and secured for the big day. Uh, there's also a lot of focus on Robaisi Ramirez by the, uh, the the media here, in the sense that he has been made sort of the favorite. I mean, the conversations around him, uh, you know, around him being the favorite. When uh, the truth is, when it comes to the pedigree and when it comes to who brings a bigger stake onto the table, it sure is Isaac Dogway because of his status as a former world champion. And uh, obviously, he's also got a lot more fight experience than Rubaisi Ramirez. But all of this is going to play out in one way. Who takes their chances in the ring on Saturday night? And so that really will be uh, the end of discussion and, and all of that. So that is what it is. Uh, the camp is, is very sound. Um, everybody is in high spirits. Uh, the coach, Barry Hunter, the rest of the team, everybody uh, here in Oklahoma. And it just has this very positive feel around, you know, Isaac Dobe uh, for what will be a night of history uh, in the ring at the Hard Rock Cafe and Casino. Natana Lato there all the way from the United States of America. And even that's it for sport. Thank you very much. Did you go to University of Ghana, by the way? Oh, okay. Oh, unfortunately. Anyway. Well, the university has fired back at Parliament's allegation of uh, that uh, they flouted a high court order to halt its, res uh, its residential policy, which removed continuing Commonwealth Hall students from that particular hall. Yesterday, a members of parliament took on the university and uh, referred it in the end, the speaker did, to the education committee. Well, today, the university has issued a statement saying they are gravely concerned by what turned out to be a, a, a bashing of the university on the floor. I want to bring in right now uh, Professor Ransford Jampo, uh, speaks for the university, joins us on the telephone line right now. Mr. Jampo, so what's the concern from the university? Hello, Evan. Good evening. Yes. Good evening. Yes. What's the response? What's the concern from the university? Oh, I believe I shared um, the statement, a very comprehensive statement issued um, by the university um, radio producer. And um, I'm not sure whether you've checked, but I give a copy um, to you, your good self. There were misinformations and inaccurate statements made on the floor of parliament by some members of parliament who... Um, they themselves, you know, identified themselves as having had some affiliations with one of our halls of residence. And the university um, deemed it fit to issue a statement to set records straight. And so that is what has been done. If you look at the statement, it's quite exhaustive and comprehensive. And 
because there's been an, an official statement that do not want to um, deliver um, the point. It does not warrant protracted response and um, it's been extensively shared. What I will say is to urge our MPs to beef up their research on some of these matters before commenting so they do not unnecessarily misinform the public. Thank you very much, uh, Professor Rasford Jampo there, uh, speaks for the University of Ghana. Details of this you can find on myenjoyonline.com. And I have a very interesting conversation coming up right after News Night. You want to stay and listen. We are talking to Guess Who, a sister to former U.S. President Barack Obama. It is a playback, and I know many of you missed it, with Lexus Bill, Oma Obama. I sat down with my own friend, Lexus, who is looking to uh, you know, get a visa to the United States very soon. And they had a very good conversation. You want to listen right after Newsnight. Stick and stay. Mm-hmm.